It is a Tuesday edition, Jack Michaels Show, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, coming to you live from our palatial studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. They are the Gunderson Jewelers Studio, OMG, oh my Gundersons, make it easy to say I do, with a custom design wedding ring, Gunderson's Uptown and Main, West Fargo or Gunderson's Dot com. Busy Tuesday, and you picked a great time to tune in today. Not only do we have Dick Bramer coming in to solve the Twins' how can they hit with runners in scoring position problem. We don't want to put that kind of weight on Dick today. Uh, but before the top of the hour, before 1 o'clock, not one, but a couple of folks tuning in today to the show are going to walk away with two tickets to see the World of Outlaws coming up over the weekend. And uh, we have feverishly put put our entire <laughs> cast together in a segment we're calling Fun with Numbers. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, we're looking forward to Not that. Not colored by numbers. Not colored by okay. numbers. Gonna be or paint by numbers. Not yes. paint by numbers. Or, speaking of paint, paint bucket game uh, two days away. Uh, fun with numbers. So uh, before the... Uh, before the uh, the end of the hour, we'll we'll have you uh, give those away. So you'll need to know the numbers today, and hopefully you have them in the, in the locked in. But two three seven thirty seven sixty seven or triple eight four five eight six nine two six. So when we prompt when we prompt the World of Outlaws fun with numbers game, uh, then you can chime in on that one. You can always chime in on any time uh, you can. Twins, we're a little light again. The old R R I S P. That's a column that in baseball, the RISP, runners in scoring position. And then you have, a, I just downloaded the Red Hawk stats for, as a new series gets yeah. underway. Situational hitting, you know, they have all those numbers going up. And baseball has so many analytical things to dive into. But runners in scoring position is a pretty important, uh, when your number's low uh, and you're scoring one run, no runs. But that, that Texas series, guys, starting out okay, right? Yeah, they were like pretty. A, they were pretty fortunate to win brief, Friday night, though. <laughs> like a brief, like a brief <laughs> moment. A good way it was, to put it. Started yeah. out okay briefly, yeah. and then just went into the. How many runs have they scored in the last? Only well, got six in that series with the uh, Rangers, and and maybe one in the last eighteen innings. Uh, yes, did they get I, shut out on on I Sunday? Got shut right? out Sunday, yes. Shut out Sunday and scored yeah. one run yesterday. So that's that's one at very least in the last eighteen innings of. So work. yeah, the Texas series they went two three zero one. And they only gave up ooh, one, two, let's see, five. Seven. They gave up fourteen, which is not in four games is not a disproportionate number of runs. But uh, Rocco Baldelli, and again, we'll talk with with Dick. Uh, brought to you by Jefferson Lines coming up shortly. Uh, but Rocco and Rocco's right. Baseball is 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 a long, you know, it's a balance, it's an ebb and a flow, and all of that. So I think Rocco said, "Look, you don't want to do it. It's going tough. It's going tough when it's going good. I think we're somewhere in the middle." Well. The problem is, is that you're not necessarily now in the middle of the season anymore, and you have to find a way to make some hay here. And now, in a series that that well, the Twins went four and three, right, in the seven game stand. Yes, it's a winning series. However, doesn't feel like it. Not really. No, just the way it yeah. ended, and just the way that uh, you know the starting pitching, like PA was talking about with Aaron Gleeman before he we went on. Starting pitching was fine. The whole the well, entire homestand. They just this can't hit. But you look at the you look at that lineup, and it's nothing again. Nick Gordon's had a nice season, but you shouldn't be trotting out Nick Gordon every night. <laughs> That's you, not a winning formula. No, no. I mean it, you, no. Go to, you go to the bench and you've got Tim uh, Tim Beckham and yeah. Jake Cave. And now you now you head to Houston, and uh, you t- you take on Verlander. What is he fifteen and three with like a one nine five 
Yeah, that's uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> having a pretty decent season. So we'll we'll chat about that uh, coming up around the corner. You heard a little bit there from Kevin O'Connell on 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 uh, on uh, Nick Mullins. I was listening to Guardsy, who's filling in for Dan Barrero. So uh, JG's got the at the whole show. I think for a few days this week. I think. Yeah, he's doing three before the uh, big grand opening to the State Fair Thursday. He, and Guardsy yesterday was breaking down. <laughs> He was awesome. He was breaking down the the pre, the PC sound from from Coach O'Connell on uh, because he's not gonna he's not gonna bury Mond and Sean Mannion, and then he was talking about having how nice it is to have Mullins. So again, you're not gonna try to you know bury your other two backups by this sounding end goes. And he was re, reciting the Saturday's game, and not to paraphrase, but some in tune of. Well, those guys did some things well Saturday that we'll 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 try to expand on. Garger's like, what did they do well on Saturday? Could you expand on that now? What, what they're doing well, and then JG went into this the the whole Nick Mullins history with the theme from Friday Night Lights behind it yesterday, and I thought it was uh, was intriguing because you know Nick Mullins. For those that don't know, you know Brett Favre, pretty good quarterback. You know Mullins, you know surpassed some of his marks at Southern Miss running right, in college, right. And, and Justin was talking, and I didn't realize this, but he had played in a in a game where he had a hand injury. Mullins now, your new Vikings backup quarterback, with bone exposed on his like throwing hand thumb. And you know, you're thinking he's out forever. And he told the trainer to to tape it. Just tape it. And he went into this whole thing. Here's a tough guy comes back and 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 gets them into a bowl game, you know. So this is a guy that that that, that is, you know, yeah, he's not going to. I don't even know if he's going to take a snap this year, Derek. But it's good to have someone like that that's had some experience, got a little tough guy in him. You right? hope so. I mean, I think I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world because I think he's good but not great. But I don't think. Nick Mullins is a guy I wanted to see on the field <laughs> just because right. I, I think their best chance with this roster that they have is is obviously Kirk Cousins, even though I'm, I am I hope I'm wrong that Kirk Cousins is not going to get you over the hump, but we, we shall see. Nick Mullins, I mean, if he can be a Case Keenum type of story, that'd be great. Sure. I, 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 don't, I, I don't see it. I don't expect that, no. When's the last – Keenum really the well, last the last really big backup quarterback? Well, Nick Foles. But, I'm talking about the Vikings. Oh, yeah, because uh, Guardsy, you're right on this line of thinking, Brad. Guardsy was going into um, it was just a good segment. JG, I should have texted him and said, "Nice segment here," because he was talking about Randall Cunningham. Sure. Uh, and and as you said, Case Keenum, you know, comes in guys that kind of Jeff George, Jeff George was right guys after you that. hit on number twos that that you didn't expect that that backups that came in and pinged a little bit, you know, that 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 hit a little bit. I had so. Gus Verrat. Who kind of hung yeah. around for a while, but yeah. was you know more than serviceable when they needed him to play. I liked so. what he did actually with the. I mean, I yeah. I was never a big Dante Culpepper fan because I thought he turned the ball over too much. Mm-hmm. And you know, so when he had even the moments where like Todd Baldwin or or Gus Frott came in, right. it almost looked like they were able to throw at the number eighty four at will anyway. And I I just think guys like that, you know, they're. It seems like the Vikings, going back to when Christian Ponder was the quarterback, did not want anyone to challenge. The starting quarterback. Hmm. It's it's like they don't want they don't want the crowd to be clamoring for the backup quarterback. Like there's this fragile thing we can't get in the starting quarterback's mind. 
I think there should be competition all the time. I think you should want to not have that. That's weird. Yeah, be Jimmy Garoppolo's career for a while, and then uh, getting starts and stops, and and, and uh, now of course uh, uh, banged up on that. I I don't know. Baker Mayfield will uh, start for the Carolina Panthers. Does anybody jump into Tyler Axness and ask him how he feels? We have. It's funny in our in our studios in our properties. We've got various degrees of NFL teams, and I don't know how many. Panthers fans there are in the Red River Valley, but Tyler is one of them. A handful. <laughs> There's a few of them out there. Uh, so he's getting the start uh, coming up of the season. Well, he's going to get the start over Sam Darnold, who hasn't proven anything, and I think it makes a lot of sense that you don't make a trade like that to not get him, even though they didn't give up a lot for a former number one overall pick for whatever reason. But it's, uh, I think that's the guy they expected to go with. And in an NFC South, that's kind of interesting because the Saints, I think it's safe to say, are in transition. New coach, right? And the Drew Brees era is over for the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, you don't know if Jameis, you know, if, when he'll play. Right. Um, you know, Tampa, kind of a weird thing going on there. New coach there. It's it's kind of an intriguing story going on in Tampa, obviously, with Tom Brady. No more Gronk, Kyle Rudolph replacing him. In Atlanta, huge transition. Matt Ryan's no longer there. You know, you have the new coaching staff trying to get a new culture. So, yeah, I think that division is pretty low. And I think that's why people are looking at the NFC is, come on, Vikings. I mean, you got the Rams, the defending champions, and then the Packers, and then then who? The Cardinals? The Vikings? There's just not a there's just not a lot out there, right? And that, you know who the backup is for New Orleans? Andy Dalton. Yeah, Jameis Winston uh, and, and questionable right now, but uh, yeah, Andy Dalton going in. So, so we talking about backup quarterbacks. Yeah, I, 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 I'm curious. Again, yesterday we talked about what games you're you're anticipating to see, and and we had good conversations there on that yesterday. Uh, I guess they'll work themselves out. Cousins is you'd call Cousins durable, correct? Very durable, right? Like maybe Very the most durable, maybe the most durable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the league, yeah. Well, I mean, there might be reasons for that. I mean, he's I, he's. You know he's gotten hit a few times. He doesn't like to step up and get hit. I mean, there's <laughs> right, part right, of that. Right, right. We can we can expand right, on my durability. No, but. he's uh, he's played. You know, uh, he hasn't missed a game for the Vikings outside of COVID last year with, with the Packers. Games. Don't we talk about the best ability is the availability? Well, sure, but unless but he's still a 500 quarterback. So, I mean, the wins and losses don't lie. I mean, it's just, and I think it's. The thing that keeps him from being great, and I've heard Brad talk about this a little bit, like with Joel in the morning on our sister station, and, and you're, it is that factor that he can help out his defense by completing a drive in the fourth quarter that would put the game the away. The five-minute offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, no matter what you call it, the four-minute, the five-minute, whatever. I've heard coaches say yep. it all different ways. That can keep you from the prevent defense we complain about all the time. Right, right. Don't go three and out when you're up by seven and all of a sudden – you have the ball with three forty-two left. Keep moving the chains. First downs with under six minutes to play. Get our first downs. Right. Moving chains with under six to go and sealing off. Uh, it'll make it impossible. Don't let to, them to get defeat. the ball I've, back. I've had an old football coach that actually goes to Vikings games once in a while, and he, the thing he always told me about Cousins, and he says it kind of reminds me of Goldilocks. Like the porridge has to be just right. He mm-hmm. has to have. He has to have the running game behind him. He has to have yeah. the offensive line. Be a solid for him. He has to have a clean pocket, or at least if he can roll out and, and know, there's move no, a little. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, we we make it sound like it. You know, there's there's something. Derek's going to say, "Well, we well, need I a mean, guy in there." But you you got to have a it, guy that can go off script a little bit. I mean, because you know the. 
You're talking about the National Football League where you have guys on the other end who are trying to kill you too, and they get paid millions of dollars to do the same thing. So every once in a while, sorry, Christian Derrissaw is not going to be able to seal off that edge Mm. rusher that's going to get after Cousins, so he has to step up and zing it. That's where... That's the difference between Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. There are playmakers, and there are just don't hurt us guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what Cousins is because he can make plays. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not. He's not game manager. He's not at the elite. He's I guess he's right in the in middle. Between. He's upper he's, middle class. That's, exactly. He's. he's uh, How many times have I explained the Jan Brady theory? That's not where yeah. you want to be. I say he's just kind of in the middle. I said he's not in the top ten. He's kind of probably twelve to fourteen. Yeah, he's like. Trent Green when he was healthy and, you know, those right, type of guys right. who are just, you know, look at the form, as far as like Viking quarterbacks that you put in that category. I mean, Tommy Kramer was kind of like that, right? Oh, I, I would say when Kramer was in his, even in his good years, was somewhere in that because he just, he just threw too many interceptions. Yeah, and he and he made plays and he had you mm-hmm. know, Rashad and White and guys like that, Anthony Carter. He was not end. afraid to take chances, though. No. Sometimes Cousins is the antithesis Correct. of that. The uh, text club opened at 35270. Did you see where Gary uh, Gaines passed away? He was the uh, the coach of the, the Texas high school uh, football team, made famous in the book and, and, and subsequent movie, Friday Night Lights. Uh, passed away, 73, died in Lubbock, long battle with Alzheimer's disease, made stops in West Texas during a 30-year coaching career. And I look at this, and best known for a four-year stint when he was at uh, Odessa Permian. And which obviously they love their football down there and that and then the, the the AP article said his 1988 team uh, chronicled in the in the best selling book and of course the movie portrayed a portrayed a program that favored football over academics but had a sympathetic view of Gaines. So uh, as far as football movies and and, and really opening up the book uh, into programs like that 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 shed a nice light on that really one of the uh, the better uh, movies. What's the other football? You know the re- the replacement. We talk about movies that that uh, that are off books or that. Friday Night Lights certainly had a. All movies take exaggeration. Well, it's based on a real story, yeah. so I think that's what kind of makes that special, right? Because it's you know it's off yeah. the book of a writer, it was a former Sports Illustrated writer, I think, that just followed that I team. I think around. so, yeah. And then so that's kind of an interesting thing. The replacements. I'm I'm not as big of a replacements fan as a lot of people are with it because it's just too. You know, it's based on the what eighty-eight strike or eighty-seven, 87 strike, yeah. Yep. And so it's it's kind of I'm mixing Friday Night Lights with what's the other one? Varsity Blues. That's the one. Yeah, yep. I'm mixing those two right now. In my okay. Head. Yeah. Well, Varsity Blues. That's a whole different level. <laughs> right. That was. Uh... And you know the, the what's funny about that is the the TV series Friday Night Lights. Is like a combination of the, that movie and, and Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues. <laughs> it's like they m- mashed them together. I didn't, yeah, and I didn't get into that. I guess didn't watch it. Much. I did, but the, it went well, Billy three Bob, series oh. too many. So, okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. They're gonna scan my cat. Remember they kept yeah. playing him with the concussions and all yeah. that over there. But yeah, John Voight was the bad coach in that. I mean, he was the, John Voight played the bad coach yeah, extremely like, like, well. Like just you know didn't care about his players coach. You know the. The worst stereotypical type of coach right. that you'd ever want. Let's yeah. take the stereotype of that and just stretch it to the nines yep. of that. But yeah, yeah. Coach Gaines uh, passed away. Uh, the Red Hawks gained a half game by not playing that yesterday. Helps. How about that, Kansas City? So they're four up now. They're up four. Wow, nice. They are up four in the West. They start their final home stand tonight. Uh, the Gary South Shore Railcats are in town for three. Thirteen games is all that remains, and then boom, uh, you're talking postseason. Don't know where they're going to. Uh, 
uh, go and, and play after that. So hopefully the Twins can find something. They're down two in the Central. Red Hawks plus four in the American Association West Division. High school football coming up this week. Brad, you are going to be in Hillsboro, perhaps? Yes. Got the rematch of the 11B championship and uh, from last year, Kindred and Hillsboro Central Valley. And HCV lost, I think it was over 20 seniors from last year's team, but they uh, they got a shutout win, so did Kindred. So that's uh, a good matchup. And I'm thinking both these teams prim- primarily like to run the football because Kindred's got the big offensive line right. with Riley Sunram and Jack Packer, and that's kind of what HCV based themselves on. Seven o'clock kickoff. We might be done about eight forty-five. I, I know we got a break, and, and, and Dick's coming up next. Mm-hmm. But uh, the um, I asked. Well, I'll ask it later because I asked something after the studio, after the show yesterday, and Derek and Brad just took off. And I said, "Hey, we have local teams that play for Sunday because we're going to be talking paint bucket a little bit tomorrow. So we might get into that a little bit today too." I heard a lot of stories about the old paint bucket game <laughs> last night. I was chatting with a former Jimmy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yesterday. So that's pretty crazy. Dick Bremer coming up. Brought to you by Jefferson Lines. That is uh, on the way next. The full uh, conversation on Jefferson Lines, Derek, is what? It is, and they are your way to the Twin Cities, and obviously, uh, you know, you got Jefferson Lines. If you don't want to take and deal with the construction downtown and all that, probably a good way to go right now. Jefferson Lines. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Bramer coming up. We're going to fix the Twins right after this on 740 The Fan. It is time for our Tuesday conversation with the one and only Dick Bremer, the Minnesota Twins, talking Twins baseball, Jack Michaels, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson in the studio. And Dick joins us today when probably, oh, I don't know, a minute, maybe two minutes of rest from last night into today. And uh, Dick, my father used to have a, a saying, still does, uh, this too shall pass. And that works when things are going great. You obviously are familiar with that. Or when things are going terrible, you just remember this too shall pass. Dick, w- will it pass? Can they knock in runs with runners in scoring position? Those Minnesota Twins been tough getting uh, getting runs on the board, Dick. Well, yeah, and it's uh, the the homestand was really two different homestands because uh, against Kansas City, a team that doesn't have a really good pitching staff, they got plenty of clutch hits and uh, swept the Royals and looked like they were ready to take off, and then they were pretty much shut down by a Texas Ranger pitching staff that hasn't shut too many people down so uh it's it's you know come and gone but winning teams championship teams teams that end up winning divisions uh they find a way to hold on to it longer than the twins have for quite a while now so we'll see what happens here you know just when you think okay it's uh it is what it is and it's just not going to get any better than you know we've seen them have a, a good series in st petersburg against the rays a good series in toronto against the blue jays and they're facing a really, really good team uh, here down in Houston, starting with Justin Verlander tonight. So we'll see. Is it a case of the old adage that you're just trying too hard, pressing too hard? You hear that all the time in baseball. Well, I think so, but I think you know, I think we've we've all seen Byron Buxton as a as a shell of the player that he could be. Max Kepler really hasn't done much of anything since he's well for the second half of the year, really. Um, and then, you know, the injuries to Kirilov. Kirilov looked like he was going to be a, a hitter that would be able to help them down the stretch. He's done for the year. Sano's been a non-factor. So they they have had a lot of really good hitters uh, get sidetracked by injury uh, that they could use right now if they were swinging the bats pretty well. But Kepler isn't. Polanco really hasn't, isn't swinging it well. And you can't 
constantly rely on a 25-year-old rookie like Jose Miranda to de- deliver all your key hits. Dick Bramer joining us today, talking Twins baseball. Since we brought up Byron Buxton, Dick, you know, one story leaked out, oh, it, it, it's a knee. Then I'm hearing on the cast, it, it, it might be a hip, but it, it's not like we're seeing news of him on the shelf for an extended period of time. The words day-to-day uh, were issued. I know it just happened uh, yesterday, but what what can you tell us, if anything, on Byron Buxton? Well, I don't have much of an update. We left after the game last night. Um, I think there was a chance that uh, Byron uh, wouldn't even make the trip with us to Houston. I didn't see him. That doesn't mean he's not here. We got in at, as I said, three in the morning and and all that. So uh, I, I frankly would be surprised if he plays here in Houston. I think that swing where he tweaked something, his hip apparently, then uh, you know because he doesn't want to be in the trainer's room, he wants to be on the field. Uh, you know, regardless of you know, how bad his right leg was feeling, knee and hip. He dove for a ball, aggravated it there, and, and just, you know, it's, and I've said this to people before, and I'll, I'll maybe have mentioned it here before uh, on this radio show as well. I, I can see a world where, where Byron Buxton gets an American League MVP award, for goodness sake, for the first month or so of the year. It looked like he'd get one this year. But when his career is all said and done, I'm guessing that he'll look back at what he was able to do this year to withstand the pain, still go to the post, if you will, play as often as he can play uh, and produce as he has produced going to the All-Star game and all that. I'm guessing he might win a league MVP award, but be more proud of what he's been able to do this year. Now, all that said, it could all be over with, you know, in a moment if they – get the results of an MRI and it doesn't look good, well, then they may shut him down for the year. The curious case of Carlos Correa, you know, starting off real hot and the way that things looked, we all know that he sent a three-year deal that actually is just a series of one-year deals. And and I I think we were expecting a little bit more towards the crunch time here once it really started to get important. It's been a little bit of a disappointment. I think that's going to be the thing that we'll talk about a lot with the future of Carlos Correa with this ball club. Right, because of his pedigree and his resume, right? He's got three walk-off uh, hits in postseason play, but he hasn't gotten one yet for the Twins. And, you know, you never know when these things are going to start. It might start tonight. He's returning home here to Houston for the first time. You know, he'll be uh, in the visiting dugout, and he'll be getting bo- uh, cheered instead of booed because of where we're at here for this series. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been the best of years for him. And that doesn't mean it can't turn around. And let's imagine a world where it comes down to that last series in Chicago. Uh, you know, the, the Twins, I suspect, will be really glad to have Correa and his experience uh, in delivering in the cr- uh, clutch uh, for that last series in Chicago. But you're right, to this point, he just hasn't had that signature moment yet. Like, we're okay, climb on my back, here we go. It is, going back to what Derek was talking about and uh, your response, Dick, and, and oftentimes if it's basketball and someone's not, not hitting shots, sometimes it's just a trip to the free throw line, physically watching a ball go into a net that could change someone's maybe touch or, or logic. In baseball, sometimes if, if a hitter that, that has the ability to is not getting on, maybe bunts for a hit or you know runners are put in motion, as you know, Dick, and, and, and you do all that. Have, have you seen any... Uh, of that just to try to do something that that shakes it up to to do something different that gets guys in positions to 
to knock runs in or, or at least attempt to get runs in. Well, we thought we saw that when Kepler got three line drive hits to break an 0 for 29 skid, and two of them were sharply hit to left field. And it's like, okay, yes, that's what we've been waiting to see. And then right after that, it's, you know, the, the ground outs to the right side are as frequent and as predictable almost as Sano's strikeouts were. You know, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't understand. I, I think there's just a huge puzzle. Uh, when it comes to Max Kepler and where he's at right now. Uh, they need his bat in the lineup, a productive bat. We saw him score from first on a single. Uh, that's the type of player he can be. But, you know, hitting two hoppers to the second baseman time after time after time, that's not going to get it done. I looked it up last night before the telecast or yesterday uh, before the telecast. And since that three-hit burst against Kansas City uh, going into the game last night, and he got an infield hit. Uh, he was two for 20 with t- uh, 10 ground outs to the right side. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, if something isn't working, you'd expect maybe a rookie to say, well, this is who I am. I, I, I've just got to keep doing this. But Max has been around a while, and he needs to understand that, okay, if they're pitching me differently than they did in 2019, uh, I'm not going to hit 34 home runs. I need to figure out a way to be a productive hitter with the pitches I'm seeing. And he just doesn't seem to have found that in the second half. I think hidden through all this with all the hitting struggles and runners in scoring position struggles was the fact that really all week long in the rotation, and obviously uh, Malley uh, got hurt on Wednesday and to the disabled list, but they went through the rotation. That includes Bundy, that includes Archer, Ryan, the whole crew, and the starting uh, starting rotation was very good, the whole homestand. Well, in August, the ERA is, I think, 3.01 for the uh, starting rotation. Hey, we'll take that, right? That's pretty good. That might be better than Cleveland's at this point. But, you know, when you when you don't have, you know, any production, consistent production from your lineup, Sonny Gray should have picked up a win last night. Two earned runs in six innings. That's pretty good. But the, you know, if your lineup's not going to score runs or get hits, well, then it's going to be tough. And so that's that's kind of where they're at right now. And, and we've seen this Twins team and these Twins hitters be productive, but you know you've got to you know you've got to figure it out here pretty soon. Uh, the Cleveland and Minnesota each have 42 games left, and it's just a two-game uh, lead for Cleveland. But you know that was a series, the Texas series, where the Twins should have at least gotten a split, and they ended up losing it three games to one. Before we let Dick get going, just to expand on that, because yesterday, Dick, we Brad and I and Derek were, were chatting about big games that are coming up, big series that you like to see and be at. Well, of, of course, every every fan is looking at it September 9th, 10th, and 11th, Cleveland at Target Field, and then flip around, 16, doubleheader on 17, 18, 19, 5 at Cleveland. The problem there, Dick, is Houston, San Francisco, Boston, the White Sox, the Yankees, prior to that first date with Cleveland, and I'm sure fans are probably wondering where the heck are they going to be when they when they host the, the Cleveland Guardians, for goodness sakes, on September 9th, Dick. Right. That's why I've never been a big believer in, in looking at the strength of schedule because you don't know how a team is going to be playing when you're playing them. Now, frankly, I was pretty impressed with the Texas Rangers. The way they, they uh, uh, hit the ball, ran the bases, and, and all that, they're not a very good defensive ball club, but and then they gave up six runs in four games, uh, the pitching staff did, to the Twins. Texas looked like they were playing pretty good baseball. We don't know how the Astros are going to be playing here. They've got the, you know, the best record in the league right now. 
Uh, and the Twins are going to face some really good starting pitching. But, you know, the Giants are below 500. So you go, well, the Twins should walk over them. Hey, the Twins are only, what, four games above 500. So these are, they're all going to be important games. Uh, there are, what, eight games left with Cleveland and nine left with Chicago. So almost half the remaining schedule is against the two teams you're competing with. But, you know, there's a number out there. What number is it going to be to to win the division? Is it 85 wins? Well, you need to pick up those individual wins whenever you can and, and hope that, you know, at the end you've got at least one more than the other guys. It is frustrating. They just couldn't put it all together at one time. They make the moves. They get the, as Brad mentioned, they get the rotation kind of in order. The bullpen kind of si- finally seems to be in order. Then they can't score. It's just It kind of reminds you of some of the struggles like like the 2003 and 2004 team. They make it to the playoffs, but sometimes those key spots, they couldn't get good hits. You know, Brad Rackie would always talk about, hey, I got a couple runs early. I got to really lock down here because he won't get run support. And it's kind of the same thing that we're seeing here in 2022. And I mentioned it on the telecast last night, as recently as 2009, on September 12th. Now, we remember 2009, the great run at the end, and then that incredible game, 163, Twins beat the Tigers and won the division. On September 12th of that that year, they were two games below 500, and then put together an incredible couple of weeks, three weeks, I guess, roughly, uh, to to end up winning the, uh, the division. So as long as you're within range, and they are two games behind Cleveland, uh, it, it you know it's no time to give up. It's frustrating, as you said, because I think this team is is the best team in the division. They just haven't played like it for about three months now. Pretty well put. Uh, we'll let you go, Dick. Do, do you broadcast with your mic on the on the other side? Do you, do you flip the headset around? Were you ever a superstitious guy? You know, do you do you do you, do you trade spots where you sit? Can you do anything, Dick? From a superstitious aspect, to turn it around. Well, um, I'm not superstitious to the point where they're saying there's anything I can do to turn around the fortunes of a team. If that was the case, we wouldn't have lost 101 ball games a few years ago. But, uh, right. But you know, I mean, it's it, how how arrogant do you do you think you are that what you're doing can right. impact a game? That's right. why if somebody has a no hitter through four or five innings or whatever. It's my job to mention it to the viewers. That's my audience, yeah. and and I haven't figured out yet the connection between uh, an announcer mentioning the term no hitter and a guy hanging a curveball the next half inning. I, I, just, so I, right. haven't, the big, I haven't logically been able to uh, make that connection. That's right. The biggest thing with Dick right now is he doesn't worry about his headphones. He's had he's had a hot glove lately. I mean, you've been you've had a couple of nice fall balls hey, coming. Who needs back. a glove? Who needs a glove? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, get right after it. Well, no, I did. I did clank one in Anaheim, though. I had one that was really, really scooting uh, into uh, our booth or right between the Angel TV booth and ours. And I, I only had time to get one hand up, and it hit me right in the middle of the left hand, which would be my glove hand if I was wearing one, but I didn't have one on, and you know, hit me right in the hand and bounced out. Well, you know, did you brag to Gladden I didn't need a glove then? You know, because he caught one with his glove not too long ago, but... I mean... Right, right, right. Well, he was, uh, and somebody gave him a crafted... Uh, a mini gold glove award that they presented to him the next night. So I catch mine barehanded at target field and he loaned me that gold glove award for the night. I had to give it back to him the next day. Is his speech over? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I think so. It, and parts of it will be replayed for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I tell you, I've never, I've never heard a guy cry talking about his mother and then have the, 
talk about her the in a way I've never. In which you yeah, was using. <laughs> you know, that, that was that was Burt Blyleveness there. That was something. I, I I think it confirmed that uh, Dan had an interesting upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good Dick is concise. The good ones know how to bring it right back. Yep. Uh, Dick, Randy Bush was a really good sport too. Let's that's say right. that. That's exactly right. Dick, hopefully you get a little rest before you head over to the ballpark. But uh, go get them, Twins. We'll see what they can do against Mister Verlander tonight. As always, Dick. Thanks for the time today. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Dick Bremer with the Minnesota <laughs> Twins joining us on uh, Talking Twins today on the program. Yeah, that was a, that was good. Now people that haven't seen that or heard it are probably Googling and, and YouTubing trying to figure out Dan Gladden's speech. Well, we can give I, I can give the at-lunch version. I mean, he talked about how his mother, only person he knew that could walk and, uh, you know, have flatulence at the same time. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and good then, word, Derek. Yeah, and well. then he also mentioned, you know, Right after crying, talking about his mother raising him with you know, and his more or less stepdad, right? He was talking about him. He was very emotional about that. And uh, so he had some nice things about say about his father who couldn't be there because of health. Right. And he mentioned his his uh, mother and his stepdad, and he got a little emotional. And then it wasn't very long after he mentioned that. I'm like, that was a weird turn. Yeah, like, know, like, like he went from that emotional to talk about that. It's just, I, you know, I, I and guess. And something uh, about Mickey Mouse. Well, then, yeah, then he. You know, you can tell he's been a broadcaster now for 22 years because he mentioned how, you know, Mickey Mouse, uh, his wife, he, the first time he saw her, she was jogging wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, and the ears were really big on it. So, <laughs> so that was the, that is the lunchtime version. Well done, yeah. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he started comparing started comparing stats with Randy Bush, day yeah, games, and under there, night games. There yep. Yep. Yeah, pretty good stuff right there. Was it? Oh, oh, I, I think awesome. for those two, though, the reason he could do that is because they were together, and the reason yeah. that neither of them were very good on day, day games after night games. Right. I, I think they ran hard. The, the, yeah, that's another pretty good way to put that. He did did he mention up, the Steve Lombardozzi knocking him out? No, of and I was kind of hoping yeah. he would. As uh, uh, they they were fighting amongst the, or Lombo went over to Gladden's house, right? Yeah, I remember right. And Gladden's playing with his kids, and uh, Gladden took a little offense. Lombardozzi got taken out of a game and just threw a fit, yeah. and Gladden took a little offense to that. And Lombo wanted to go and settle the score, and they were. Rough housing in the front yard. How about that? I would just say this, and I know who won the fight there because, I mean, he, he's a little bit smaller than me. Dan Glad's not a guy who won a fight. No, no that's no. <laughs> that's not a guy. No, he, and I grew he, up in the, my, the Montana border. It got a little rough over there. Dan think, would be the guy that would I think he knows want. things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's got a little of that crazy eye looking to him when he's yeah. intense. So, yeah. The curious thing nice is, guy, but. but my, my favorite that Tom Kelly said, they just went and settled it like men. Settled it like men. <laughs> Which is funny you mentioned Lombo's, Lombo's uh, son, Steve, yes. is in the American Association oh, really? playing right. for Kane County. Yeah, I did I not know yeah, that. He was, the, <laughs> so, yeah, he was in the big leagues for a while. Yeah, that's uh, good stuff. All right, we'll step aside real quick. We'll come back, and uh, you might have to do a little fun with numbers coming up around the corner. That's a, that's a tease on the Jack Michael Show today, 740 The Fan. Two things today on this day in history, 1982, Gaylord Perry. Tossed out of a game for throwing an illegal spitball. Remember, they used to have, that was legal to do back in the day, a spitball, and then they banned it, and then Gaylord, he took it ozone. And, and happy birthday to uh, Louis the Sixteenth today. Would be 268. Met a demise. Uh, met, a, uh, met a tough demise. It's also he, the birthday of Richard Sanders, the guy that played Les Nesman on WKRP. That is exactly right. In an wow. honor of, of Les Nesman, we, we can give away tickets. Oh, I thought we were going to do the turkey drop. From oh, the that's, we could do the turkey drop. From the, that's coming in a couple months here. Venus Flytrap is in the, in the studio today. There's a reference on that. Hey, I, I said this, and, and we put together 
A couple of things that, that we're just calling it fun with numbers. You can use Derek as a lifeline. Derek's like, wait a minute, I didn't see, I didn't I know, know this was coming over here. You can use Derek as a lifeline. The World of Outlaws coming, uh, the duel in the Dakotas coming up this weekend. Donnie Schatz, come on, this is this is big stuff. The World of Outlaws coming up now on the 27th, Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, but the 27th at Red River Valley Speedway. And uh, what we're going to do today, because we've got uh, – Two pair, Derek. So that'd, that'd be right. how you pronounce it, right? You know, I people always ask, "You have two twins?" I'm like, "Well, I have one set of twins." So yeah, so I, yeah. So I we have four tickets. If yeah, we're two away pair. Two pair. Yeah. Of tickets. All right. I want to get that right. So to to win these pair, uh, you just have to get the two questions uh, right, and I, and I think it's simple. Okay. Yeah. And, and if you're a lifeline, that, that's good. Two three seven thirty seven sixty seven. Or triple eight four five eight six nine two six. This is a win them while you can win them game. I mean, you win, boom, they're yours. And they'll be waiting for you here at our studios at ten twenty South Twenty Fifth Street in Fargo. So here we That's go. That's simple. Okay, pressure <clears throat> is on. Uh, Brad, who are we going to first? Let's go to Chad on line one. Chad is on line one. Chad, first initial of your last name. J. Chad J. All right, Chad. This is uh, and if you need Derek. You can use Derek because he has never had a trivia question wrong that I can imagine. Uh, maybe a few. So uh, you get two questions, boom, you're going to World of Outlaws, uh, courtesy of, of 740 The Fan, the Jack Michael Show. Question one, Donnie Schatz has won the Knoxville Nationals, which, Der- uh, Brad, this is like the, you said, like it is like the... Uh, kind of like the Daytona the of... Sprint car. Correct. Outlaw. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Donnie Schatz has won the Knoxville Nationals how many times, Chad? Seven? 11, 198, or never? 7, did you say 11? Nope. Chad? Did we lose Chad? Chad. Chad. Chad, okay. 7, 11, 198, or never? Chad, what do you think? 7. Okay, if I ask you, Donnie Schatz is one of the Knoxville Nationals, 11, 198 or never? Never. Okay, if I asked you, Donnie Schatz <laughs> has won the Knoxville Nationals 11 or 198 times. Which one? 11. Perfect. You got question one right. Well, I All think right. Chad said 11 the first time. Oh, and he then did he changed. Oh, yeah. that's what I thought he said, but I thought that so, I. So, so then you, yeah. So I that, came back with 11, then yeah. I thought, uh, well, pff, Chad, that's, my bad. So, that's so on me. Do. All right. All right, you get this one right, and you win them. This number 11 was 7 feet, 6 inches tall, was from China, and played for the Houston Rockets. Hint, his last name rhymes with what your cell phone does off a tower. So this number 11... (laughs) Yao Ming. It is Yao Ming. There it is. Did you like my hint? (laughs) Did you like my hint? I knew we were going to get to the hint. I knew Chad would probably get it. I want to see Yao Ming in a sprint car now. (laughs) That's that's really what I want to see. Chad, Jay, put him down for a pair of tickets to enjoy the world. Ping would have been the right, Derek. You got that? That was yeah. a good hint. Well, you didn't ping, it. you know, or you your phone could ring. You could have made it simpler just by well, saying. Oh, that's <laughs> I suppose I could have done that. <laughs> I mean, Why would we go the easy yeah, route? Yeah, right. Uh, Chad, uh, good. He can pick those up at our studios at 1020 South 25th Street. and Congratulations, Chad. Hey, thank you. You got it. So I, I messed that up because I didn't hear. I thought I heard seven. 
So I really threw him into a loop there, right there. All right, uh, now we go to line. Boy, we got like five hundred lines popping up. Gary here. on line three. Gary on three. I like how you can just call us, and every bank of lines just rolls. So Gary, yeah. Gary, can you hear me? Absolutely, Jack. Thank oh, you. Look at that. Look at that strong cell phone. Oh, yeah. Can we borrow your cell phone? Okay. <laughs> Gary, Gary's coming in. Gary, say track it down Marge once on that cell phone. Track it down, Marge. Boy, that's Get a... them shoes on. <laughs> I like that. He went a bit above and beyond. Uh, Gary's got a job here. The game's at 702 tonight. All right, Gary, first initial of your last name. M. All right, Gary M for a pair of tickets for the World of Outlaws coming up this weekend. <clears throat> How many times in his career has Donnie Schatz been declared World of Outlaws champion? Ooh. Three, ten, 44, or never? Ten. He's one for one. Yes. You get this one I right. I knew that one. You get this one right. Not a boy, Derek. Yeah. It's only because I went in his garage and it says right on there ten. He gets this one right, uh, Derek. I'm going to have you be the the, the officials. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, you need to name five of ten. Can you name five of the top ten highest sold soft drinks? We're talking about dollars sold in the United States in 2021. Oh my! Five of the top ten. There's a list, my Derek. Goodness. Coca Cola. Is he yeah, on there? That's one. Ah. Mountain Dew? That's five. Number five? Pepsi? That's three. Number three. He's got three of three. I'm I'm surprised that's that high. Um, oh, gosh, that darn energy drink. What the heck's it called? Um, a monster drink? No, these would be just sodas. Just sodas. Sodas. Oh, just sodas. Okay. Um, root beer? Well, you got to be... Be more specific. Specific, yeah. Does it start with F? A and W root beer. That would be mine, but did it that make it? That is not on there. It's not on there. You still got time. Icy mugs root beer. No. <laughs> There's no root beers. <laughs> oh. There's too okay. many. Um. The Coca Cola. Mellow yellow. Let's see. Mm-hmm. That's not on there. Diet Coke. That's on there. What number is that? That's number two. Number so Coke number one, Diet Coke, Coke number two, two Pepsi three, Mountain Dew five. Yep. So he needs what? Doctor Pepper. Yeah, that's number that four. four. Did yeah, he get them all? Very good. Yes. Wow, Gary. I was going to give a Forrest Gump hint there uh, for Doctor Pepper, but <laughs> I believe you said that Matt shot me in the butt talks. You yeah. guys, you guys are the best. <laughs> Gary, Thanks, Gary, enjoy the uh, the world of outlaws, man. Here's what you missed: a Sprite number six. Fanta, I think, is what you were angling towards, or is that not? That's not a root beer. Fanta's not a root beer. That's your orange and grapes. No, that's like your orange, strawberries, that type of stuff. Right. Sierra Mist and Sun Kissed, tying for eight. And yeah, I went with seven up, but okay, seven Seven up up would have been ten. Yeah, yeah. Seven up used to be like a big thing for a while. Now it's kind of. I don't know if Sprite took it over or what. But. Yeah, that's good. Gary, now the Jack Michaels, Jack Michaels and Derek Hansen show is taking over for 7-Up. Right up to the top couple. <laughs> Getting the new sponsors uh, on the show. Gary, uh, your tickets will be here at our studios, man. Enjoy World of Outlaws. I sure appreciate it, guys. Have a great yeah. day. Great track it down Mars today by Gary. Yeah, that was also. good. All right, we've got a uh, – behind me is a closet of giveaways, so rest assured on a weekly basis, at least a weekly basis, if not more, we'll have fun things to give away. Good. 
I tell you this much, looking at the billions of dollars sold. Yeah, that's the, we well, got that's the, the wrong, startling thing, right? We got right? the wrong. And that's just <laughs> yeah, in the true. U.S. That's just in the U.S. That's just in the U.S. Like $36.5 Co- for Co- Co- just Coke alone. And then here's, here's what I don't understand. Yeah? Diet Coke actually, you have that number two, but it says that's $37 billion sold and Coke is 36 Diet Pepsi is not on the top 10? No. no. That is odd. That surprised me too because I, I do know a lot of people who like Coke, but if they're gonna go diet, they'd rather have Diet Pepsi. But I know a lot of people, you know, it's just kind of yes. weird. Yeah, it is. I, I, my mom was a huge Diet Pepsi fan for yeah. years and 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 gave it up. But yeah, she just Diet Coke was just not not a, not an answer. No, Pepsi. You know, right. Pepsi having fourteen, and I don't, I don't mind Pepsi. I'll drink if I have to. But people seem to prefer Coke. around here Coke. Coke, you know, mm-hmm. like Coke products, and if they don't have Coke, they'll go with Mountain Dew instead of yes. having the pep. It just kind of depends on what the or Dr Pepper. Or yeah, right. Yeah, yes. It's just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you're right on that, Derek, because this was out of Newsweek. I am pretty formidable. I would say a legitimate news say so. news source. Yes, thirty-seven. I I couldn't imagine that much uh, Sierra Mist that is uh, sold. Yeah, it's been more and more popular over the years. I, I think the the non-colored. Uh, Soda has been more and more popular, like Seven Up and yep. Sprite, kind of caffeine free. Yep, and so you're seeing a lot more of that. You know. Seven Up when you have a that was like medicinal growing up. Absolutely, right. That's what well, some, or, some some people think Coke is like that. Like that, it will settle your stomach. Ginger mm-hmm. ale. How many times you fly in your ginger? Oh, absolutely. Schweppes ginger ale. Yes, or Canada Dry. <laughs> Canada <Yes>. Dry. <laughs> uh, tonight, Twins and Houston on seven ninety KFGO six thirty. And then the Red Hawks tonight against Gary South Shore at uh, 640 pre. Kevin McGovern going tonight. Ooh. Kevin McGovern's going to make two starts at Newman Outdoor Field this week. So whenever you get oh, a wow. chance to see the best, uh, get it out there and, and make that happen. Tomorrow we have, we're have we talking a little paint bucket, among other yep. things. Dennis McCulloch from uh, Valley City State will uh, be on with he's us. He's a too. good chatter, isn't he? He's yes, good he to have on. Been out there a long time. Actually, he's now, the uh, with Joel DeVries, leaving the interim AD for the year at uh, VCSU Fantastic. as well. Uh, common Man coming up next. Thanks to Dick Bremer uh, joining us today on the program. Congratulations to our winners. Stick around. More coming on KNFL.